Welcome to the Amplify Clearwater Show, powered by 13th Avenue Media. We are very excited to take you on a journey to learn more about the incredible businesses, nonprofits, and community leaders that are here in Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. If you feel so inclined, please share this with somebody who might also enjoy it, subscribe, and write a review. Thank you for joining us and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Amplify Clearwater Show. My name is Sharon Feckety. I am the owner of 13th Avenue Media, and along with us, the lovely Amanda Payne, president of Amplify Clearwater. Say hello. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Yay. So we've done uh, over 30 shows, but it feels like the first time, doesn't it, Amanda? It does, every time. Why don't you sing that song for everybody? <laughs> this would be great. <laughs> I'm teasing. Okay, so we have a really um, great guest here today that I'm excited to learn more about. Um, his name is Don Ewing, and he is the CEO of Florida Business Software Solutions. And uh, from what I understand, there's some accounting software, some CRM, mobile sales, and we want to hear all about that. But first, we want to hear about Don. Who is Don? A, a mystery man. I usually wear a mask, you know, just for the witness protection program. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Besides um, that. <laughs> besides that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm just an average guy. I think, uh, you know, I, I, I was fortunate to grow up uh, as a young child, literally young, born overseas and Grew up um, uh, as my dad was State Department in, in a variety of countries and until I was about seven, uh, seventh grade or so. And, and I, I think, believe it or not, even though those are the formable years for kids, that it provided me with a basis for what I have today and the way I run my business. I, I, I think back to that more as I get older and I think about how, how the business is run and what how I treat people and how I navigate through chaos and, and, and problems. And it just always seems to go back to that in my early few years in life there. It's, you know, I was the, I was the foreigner, so to speak, for most of my 12 years of first life there. And I, I grew up in embassies around the world. So I was fortunate to be able to, um, to learn about uh, diplomacy and learn about compromise and learn about uh, ability to please people, uh, you know, or, or Star Wars while you're smiling at them or something, you know, it's, it, it was a great experience because I was always the little blonde haired U.S. kid that was representing America to, to the kids that were around because you know, I was always drug around all the parties and ribbon cuttings and whatever they did back in the day there. It's, so it's pretty interesting growing up in that environment. You, you don't, you learn to be a different person right off the bat. Uh, yeah, no, I get that. I love that um, we do so much more reflecting, right? Uh, years on in, in business about how how we were raised and our, our parents and our environment really mold us because there's such a great parallel between life and business. Mm -hmm. So tell us about this fantastic uh, company of yours. How did this come to fruition? I understand it's been around for quite some time. It has been, yes. Uh, Florida Business Software Solutions is uh, uh, kind of a morphosis of, of a variety of businesses over the last 35 years. Um, it actually, Genesis is in 
1983 when I moved to the Tampa Bay area and uh, started computer stores, believe it or not, at the time. The, you'll remember the IBM PC, this mystical thing, was created in 1981 and was just finding its way out into the business planet. And uh, we decided, to, a partner and I decided to get a franchise, create a store, uh, start selling business computers to retail, which was you know, completely different back then. Um, that afforded me the basis for learning about the software that we sold. Uh, we, we were fortunate to pick up a brand that had some good software on it, uh, business software, and we, we kind of just I parlayed that forward. So if you advance forward uh, seven or eight or nine years, we ended up with three stores. Um, uh, and in 1990, I sold my part of the business and retired. Um, bought a 45 foot sailboat, took a year and a half, two years off. That sounds fantastic. To, yeah, I know. You know, I was talking to somebody the other day, I forget who it was, but we were talking about doing those things you always wanted to do before you get to the age of retirement mm. when you can't do them, right? If you wait right. to retirement, you get there and you, your legs don't work and you, you, know, you're, you can't walk or you can't do this, you can't travel, then maybe, maybe it's too late. So I, I had the opportunity twice in my life now to take about a year off and and I, I exploited it. I, I that's wonderful. That I Some of the bucket list stuff I did early. So oh anyway, God. out of that, out of that metamorphosis was a uh, was a, some solitude time on my boat with my dog. I had a knee high white dog, and um, yes, that's a, that's not a, it's not an official AKC breed, AKC breed, but it uh, it describes the dog. Oh. Um, but he and I lived on the boat, and we. Uh, about a year in, after sailing part of the Caribbean, a lot of Florida, we decided, decided to start a new business. I was getting bored, as sad as that sounds. Um, it seems to be very common. I had a conversation just yesterday with somebody who took, I think it was almost 10 years off just to oh, do wow. all of the things that they always wanted to do and, yep. you know, just got a little bored and decided that, you know, once you're an entrepreneur, always an entrepreneur. Uh, right? that's, the, that's the sickness, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, out of that, uh, I, on the back of my boat, literally sitting in the cockpit, I scribbled out notes and started up uh, what was then Paraspect's business software solutions. And we started selling the software that I learned in the computer stores. And we did it full time and we sold it to businesses. And we parlayed that 35 years later into a pretty thriving business that has accounts all across the United States. We had some globally uh, that have since uh, moved on, but uh, I was supporting people as far away as Guam and the Bahamas and you know, a variety of places that used our software to run their business. But uh, as you mentioned earlier on in the, in the conversation, the um, software runs a business all the way from start to finish, basically. It's got plug-in pieces that are designed around a mid-market company that's five to $50 million a year in, in revenue. So you got past the QuickBooks people and the, you know, the, the smaller companies that have survived. And, and we go in there and we automate, uh, we, we make them more efficient, we provide solutions to virtually every aspect of their, of their um, business process. And we try and automate it so that it's more efficient for them and provide a, a tool set and a basis for them to grow. Um, so it's not uncommon for a client to spend a year or so trying to get the system up and running and stabilize and then be able to take off on a tangent of, of growth in different markets or whatever. But 
love it. That's kind of what the software does. It, it is everything that you mentioned. It is CRM for the sales folks that are driving business to accounting for the, for the folks that keep track of the books to inventory processing in and out of a warehouse uh, to technicians riding on their trucks with a tablet, mobile tablet platform uh, to a salesperson in the field that has a tablet that wants to keep track of his, who he sees next and what the, what he needs to say to the person and do a quote and just self-serve basically in the field there. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've yeah. Been based in this area for the entirety of your business venture? Pretty much. Yeah. Moved here in 83 and then stayed here, uh, been in the Clearwater or Palm Harbor area the entire time with the business. So. That's great. Eventually migrated myself to, uh, to the beach, which, uh, Seven years ago, I moved, I sold my house in East Lake and moved to the beach and, and decided I was going to do that early. There was an opportunity that occurred at that point that I was moving anyway. So I might as well kill two bucket lists there in one swell swoop and yeah. move to the beach and start and uh, move the business downtown. So good for you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. what we're here in Clearwater, Florida for, right? Exactly. <laughs> play. Yes. So, Amanda, um, you want to talk a little bit about your wonderful uh, business relationship with Don and um, Amplify Clearwater. I, it's such a, we're, we're so proud, Amanda and I have talked many times about this opportunity to be able to amplify businesses throughout our community. So I'm quite sure that you would have some thoughts on Don's adventures. Absolutely. Well, you know, Don is fascinating in a lot of ways and it's been certainly been a pleasure to get to know him over the last 14, 15 months or so. Um, previous to the merger of, of the Clearwater Regional Chamber and the Clearwater Beach Chamber, Don served as public policy chairman or government affairs chairman, um, I think as it was called in the regional chambers era. Um, and really was the driving force behind everything public policy related. Um, you know, certainly helped guide that committee, <clears throat> um, was responsible in many respects and the author of, of policies um, that the chamber supported um, in support of, you know, business community and, and in the advancement of economic growth and investment in our community and our state. Um, and so it was just a wonderful opportunity to, to get to know him um, before the merger and then through the merger. And he has remained as a board member and a glutton for punishment, I think, has remained <laughs> chair of the public policy committee. Um, but we're so great. He's just got so much knowledge. Obviously, his commitment to this community is deep, strong and longstanding. Um, so it's just wonderful to have somebody that, that cares so deeply about their community, about doing business in this community. Obviously, he's built a business here, so he understands the challenges, unique, unique challenges that an entrepreneur faces and building a business in our community and in the state, um, and also, you know, works towards advancing others um, that are looking to, to do, to take a similar path as his, um, it, you know, within our community and, and from a policy standpoint. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Don is a lot of fun and always up for a challenge. Um, and certainly is, we keep him on his toes to say the least. So he's always been flexible and, and just willing to be supportive of us. And so I'm very grateful for his support of, you know, our, the chamber previously and then, then of Amplify, both serving on the board and in this leadership role as our committee chair. Yay, Don. Yay, me. I, I love being a part of the chamber. I didn't want to you know, I wanted to bring that up is why have I stuck around the chamber for way too long? Uh, I, I think I've been 
term limited out several times, but I just don't seem to go away. So they, they just give me another year. Um, yeah, the chamber has provided me, it's provided my, I mean, it definitely is a place to network and, and meet leaders and other other folks in the community and, and in business that know more than I do and I learn from them. I mean, that's probably the single most reason that I, that I did join a decade ago uh, was to learn more about how business works and, and who, who's been successful and how they do it. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm the guy that pulls you over at a cocktail party back when we used to have those and say, hey, how did you solve this problem? Or, you know, what did you do about that? You know, so it's, I'm always trying to learn. Um, and, and even though I would say that my clientele, there aren't very many of my prospects in the chamber. I think the value that I've received from just knowing the people that are part of the leadership in the chamber from, from Amanda and her staff to the, to the other leaders that are on the board and, and serve in various committees, it's, it's where I get value. Is I, can, I know that I can call today in a book of people that I've met over the last 10 or 20 years and I can pick up the phone and call any single one of them and they'll respond to me and go, hey, Don, long time to see, what's up? And to me, that's, that's the value I gain out of the chamber is just that network of, of folks that I've met and, and are, are, uh, have answers to questions that I may not have someday. And I look forward to, to talking to them. It is a great network. Um, just giving Amanda some more kudos, like she needs some more, but she's, she has done such a terrific job uh, of migrate or of, uh, you've got a better word for it than I do, but getting the old chamber into the new chamber and figure out how all those pieces fit and how all the members fit. And, and she, she and her staff have done a terrific job of getting um, the chamber, I would say morphed. I mean, I've been around the chamber pre-merger and post-merger merger now for a year. And it is at one point a different chamber. It has more energy, more vibrancy. It's involved in different things. Um, but at the same time, it's brought forward the legacy of, of the value of the chamber and its value in the community. So, you know, I appreciate how you did that. I was a little nervous in the beginning, but uh, you know, it, it, you, you and your team have done a great job and the folks that stuck through it during that transition year have done a great job. Well, thank you. I'm still nervous every day. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I was talking to someone in the last day or so who said to me, he's like, you know, you know the, the, if you like to build things and grow things and create things and Don, you can relate to this, Sharon, you can as well as an entrepreneur, you don't ever stop, right? You're always looking for that next thing. It's not, you never stop. You're always growing. You're always learning to your point. You always like to learn. You're always asking and learning new things. You're constantly evolving. So, you know, that constant thing of what are we going to do next? What are we going to become next? What are we going to grow up to be? Um, you know, constantly looking forward and, and looking for that next thing and that next opportunity for our members and for our organization. And so I really appreciate you embracing that because that's not always easy to change. It's hard. Um, and, you know, we've had some throughout this process that have resisted the change. And that's understandable because change is very difficult. Um, but for those of, of our members and our board, especially Don and, and many others that have really embraced us and, and said, this is awesome. Go for it. And have, have been willing to evolve with us. It's been quite amazing. So I'm very appreciative. Well, I've been loving this conversation. And Don, I think that we're neighbors. I think that we're in the same building. I think you're at 600 Cleveland as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm on the eighth floor. All three of us are apparently. I'm or two have, of us are. I'm visit. Now when I see you, I can wave. 
Hi, Don. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll just elevator ride, you know, I'll be, going, I'll be getting off at eight. There you go. So let me ask you a question, um, which I've been very curious about with everybody that we've been interviewing, um, because I think we, we can all learn from each other. You've certainly been around business long enough and could help anybody that is listening today. Um, what did you What did you learn through 2020? Wow. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I learned that uh, there are things that I never expected would ever happen globally that uh, have happened. Um, I, fortunately, as I mentioned, my early childhood was growing up globally, and and you know I, I see the conflict at home that has occurred in this past year, and I, I look at the conflict globally that's occurred, just to say nothing of the sheer devastation that's occurred as a result of it. I just think uh, the folks that make it through this and, and have vision to, to look past it and and to do the smart things to get through it. I mean, it is a pandemic for heaven's sakes. It's it's a plague, they used to call them. But you know, if, if you recognize that and you do things to prevent that and hopefully you can make it through it, um, I think the economy will, will continue to turn around. I think the economy, the leadership will help us get through this. Nobody wants their business to go out of business uh, in, in an in a entrepreneurial environment. So we're blessed in, in the United States to have a lot of entrepreneurs and we're blessed in Florida to have a lot of tourism-based uh, economy that was really bad in the beginning of this and will eventually be the leader that takes us out of it. So I, what did I learn from it? I learned to be patient, to be um, respectful of others because it was people's nerves were on edge, you know, people's you know, uh, ability to respond normally went out the window and you know, you had, to, you had to just give people time and space to be able to, to work through it if it was if there was conflict involved. But yeah. I don't know. I, I hope that this that we get through this and we learn from it. And I, I would the thing I want to come out of this is that the polarization uh, gets put cast aside back to where it was at one point. I always relate life to the bell curve, right? You learn that in fifth grade algebra or whatever, you know, you get this cute little thing that goes up and it goes down and it goes across and you got the standard deviations at each end. Well, mm -hmm. life is like that. I mean, it's not just a mathematical formula. The society is made up of the vast majority of people and the fringe elements on each end. And I'm hopeful that those fringe elements remain fringes and not affect the whole because that's what happened in our society in the last few years. And unfortunately, it, it turned into things that didn't make any sense. But mm. uh, that's my high horse there. I'm sorry, I shouldn't. No, shouldn't I love that. it. <laughs> that's what we, we wanted to hear. We just got to come back to the middle and, and, and you know, get through it. That's, I'm, I'm a centrist. I remember uh, one of our local politicians say, I'm a centrist. I want things to be in the middle. I want yeah. most people to be happy. and then, and moving forward at the same pace, not not trying to pull off in different directions. Yeah, absolutely. So. Well, listen, I, I always want to learn from somebody that can take a year off and go sailing. So I'm listening <laughs> to you intently. <laughs> and when I'm ready in many, many years from now to do that, I'm coming on to the eighth floor for some advice from you, Don. If I'm still here, yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you one thing, yeah, interesting enough, and, and I, I know you're close to time, but... Um, one thing I wanted to, to point out is that all this time, right, these, these past decades, I've been thinking, well, you know, I'll get to retirement and, and hopefully that's soon, but 
I'll get to retirement and then I'll buy a boat. I'll, I'll pick back up where I left off a few decades ago and, and I'll go back to my sailing dream. Quite honestly, I don't know if age or wisdom or in fact, the body doesn't work quite as good at this age of my life, but I've decided that owning the boat is not the goal. Being on a boat is the goal. So I've discovered that there are rental agencies that you can rent for a week, a month, a year, it doesn't matter. You can have your boat. Yes. You don't like that boat, you take it back and you get a smaller or bigger one. So I am 100% in agreement of that. It's too much work, Don. I know. To, to, to use the one of the catchphrases of 2020, I'm pivoting to charter. <laughs> I love it. I love ending with a, a wonderfully overused term. <laughs> Pivot landscape. There's been a lot of them this year. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Don. Amanda, did you want to say anything before we say goodbye? Just thank you. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Sharon, for hosting this interview. Thank you, Don, for being willing to come on and for your leadership, not just within the chamber, but within our, our business community as well. Yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you, Don. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. And we'd love for you to share it with somebody else who might be interested in learning more about Clearwater and Clearwater Beach. To learn more about sponsorship, please reach out to Jennifer Burrow. Her email address is Jenny, J-E-N-I, at AmplifyClearwater.com. Thank you.